from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I'm Rocky LaFleur, and I've got my partner in crime, Mr. Josh Webb, here with us today. And we have got one of the most popular turkey hunters in the state of Mississippi, Mr. Jamie Puckett. How you guys doing today? Oh, I'm hey, good, I'm Rocky. Good. I'm doing good, Rocky. I'm blessed. I'm, uh, I can't complain. It's uh, Turkey Eve. I mean, it's a great day to be a, a Mississippian. Yeah, yeah. If you have if you have a lot of long underwear and a fire built, it is a great day. It sure is. <laughs> it is cold out there today. Uh, Jamie, I don't know if I told you earlier, but but I, as a business, I have I've been guiding duck hunts for probably twenty years now. And anyway, I would have loved to have some weather like this back during duck season. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's strange. It was a kind of a mild winter, you know. I guess, and now it's turkey season. It's going to be cold. I guess it's vice versa. So, but, and, you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I went and roosted. I went and listened for some turkeys this morning, and I heard two gobble uh, once once each, and it sounded like they had some ice on their beaks. I don't know what was going on. With that. <laughs> I don't doubt it one bit. Look, I I, I, I was going to ask both of y'all this. Look, for February and the first part of March, we've had an extremely warm winter. And, Josh, I know that we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about, you know, warm weather does push the goblin, but the hens are based off of the photo period cycle. But, look, let me ask both of you this. When you have an extreme cold front come through like this, I mean, good gosh, man, it was snowing in Memphis this past weekend. I think they got a couple of inches of snow. What will it do to a turkey? And how long will it take those turkeys to kind of reset themselves once it starts warming back up some? Um, you know, I'll say this, that it, it definitely seems to uh, give them a, a little case of, of hush mouth, especially if it's windy and cold like this um I, you know it just i don't know just going on past experience it it just it usually shuts them up for a little while it's not always the case but but i will say that you know today's the second day of this cold and kind of rainy and, and cloudy and windy but tomorrow morning it's supposed to be calm and clear now it is gonna be cold it's gonna be 28 degrees it's gonna be cold but I'm I'm honestly looking for it to be a great morning. Uh, I wasn't originally planning on uh, being able to hunt tomorrow morning, but now I am, and and really I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know generally speaking, even if it's cold, uh, after a few days of bad weather like this, that first clear calm morning is usually pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you from my past experience too. Turkeys are a lot like deer. You know, if a deer when deer are rutting, they don't mind if it's 70 degrees or 20 degrees, you know. It's that, it's that cycle. But this year is different that, that I noticed from the last few years because it was it's warm early in the, in the spring. You know, I, I've got videos of, you know, on my trail cameras of 
gobbler strutting and breeding hens two or three weeks ago. You know, over the last few years, it's been later on in the season because it's been cold early. So, you know, I think it's going to be vice versa this year. I think this early season is going to be really good. And in the morning, it's going to be clear. You know, I, I see turkeys gobble whether it's cold or not, as long as it's clear and not cloudy. You know, it was cloudy this morning, so, you know, wasn't, they weren't very vocal. But now the sun's out. I've seen three strutting in another field about an hour ago. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think no. it's going to affect them a whole lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. I mean, like I said, I've seen it, um, you know, that particular day. I mean, you know, look, if it was season right now, Rocky, if it was, if you know, if we were able to go hunt today, I probably wouldn't, just because of how nasty the conditions have been. But right here at the house, the sun's not out. If I was, if I was somewhere where the sun was out, and you know, and and it was a little bit better, uh, you know, then I'd definitely get out this afternoon, you know, if I could, because uh, when that when the weather breaks like that, especially when that sun comes out, that that's a that's a big key. Um, when the hound, turkey, turkeys love at sunshine and and uh, you know regardless of of the, of the weather of the hot or cold part of the weather, I should say that. But Jamie, how far south are you in Mississippi? I'm um I'm in McGee. I'm about forty miles south of Jackson, about forty miles north of uh, Hattiesburg. So I'm I'm in central Mississippi. So. Well. You know, I brought this. I knew that you were. I knew that you were south of Jackson. I couldn't remember exactly what town, but um, yeah. I was down there for a wedding uh, last week, a week ago Saturday. And I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think that I've ever seen it that green. I've been south. I used to work a bunch in uh, south of Jackson, and I don't ever remember it being this green this early. Yeah, you know it, and and that's you know I I had plum trees blooming a month ago, and that's just extremely unusual. And you know I'm sitting here looking, I'm in the middle of a field right now, and I'm looking at all these oak trees and getting these new leaves on them. Now you're right, it hadn't been this green this early in a long time here. Are what uh, you out scouting this afternoon? Just kind of taking a look around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm glad I didn't have a gun with me because, uh, not because of a turkey, because of a cow. You know, I uh, I got this, I got a big block of wood over, woods over here I've hunted for years and years, and it's a big block, and it's got a uh, a big bottom of a field, and it's got a creek running through it, and it's got a, a, a road that comes up into a big, another field. So, I put a trail camera on that uh, that road coming up, that those turkeys travel from that creek to the big field, to the big chufa field on the top. And uh, I get down there about 15 minutes ago, and there's a big bull standing right in the middle of the trail, and he has been rubbing on my camera, and he's unmoved my camera all the way around to the back of the tree. <laughs> so, I, 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 <laughs> so I guess he thought it was a back rub. I don't, I don't know how long it's been. I've had this camera out for two weeks, and I haven't checked it, so I guess it's been on the back side of that tree for I don't know how long. <laughs> Turkey hunting in just a minute. I want to talk to Jamie about Jamie. You started Mississippi Turkey Hunters, and before we started recording this, I didn't know the words to say, but man, it is has one of the most viral followings of any group on Facebook. Because and and what I mean by that is, you can make a post on there. I don't care if it's fall, winter, spring, summer; it does not matter. You can make a post on there, and you're going to get a response from a large group of people. And some of them may be a little smart aleck, but that's that's understandable because I mean there's keyboard cowboys everywhere. But anyway, man, I'm gonna tell you something. What you started that group on Facebook, it's a lot of great people that are involved that are in that group, and I enjoy following it. Can you tell us a little bit about when and how you got that started? Well, I've been a uh, man. I, I've been an avid turkey hunter for. Ever since I was in junior high, you know, and I just, it's just, it's, it's, it's a passion that I've always had, you know, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to go lots of places and, you know, kill lots of turkeys. I've been involved with, you know, with a couple of groups with, I'm, I'm active. I'm on the committee with the NWTF. I'm, I'm involved with the wounded warriors and I'm also involved with wood wheels and waters who does a lot of stuff for kids. And, uh, 
you know, seven years ago when social media was really just picking up, I said, you know, I'm going to start a turkey hunting group, and I called it Mississippi Turkey Hunters. And, you know, over the years we've had, you know, two or 300 members, and over the last, I guess, the last three years it's grown, and now we've, we're over 8,000 members. And, you know, I, I've been able to meet a lot of the call makers and a lot of the outfitters that do turkey hunting and stuff, and I, we, we get a lot of youth involved. You know, I've, I've, I've you know, like I said earlier, I've had to calm the page down because you get, you get some people that just, you know, that just want to be negative or troll or something like that. And we don't put up with any of that, but we, uh, you know, we try to keep keep the keep a positive thing. You know, I I did a T-shirt every year, you know, and you know, one of my 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 goals has always been with that T-shirt. We always put a Bible verse on it, you know. So, you know, without the Lord, we would have nothing that we have today. And you know, as turkey hunters, that's one of the most blessed sportsmen in the world to me, you know. So, and uh, it just grows, you know. And it, 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 I, I enjoy it, you know. My, you know, I I get fussed at sometimes because I spend too much time on it, you know. But hey, you know, it, I have to kind of watch what goes on. But you know, it's it's been a blessed thing. We try to. We try to promote a lot of the, the local call makers within the state and also outside the state. You know, we, you know, we uh, try to help them sell some calls. We do some giveaways on some calls as well. Right now, I don't, you know, we got a uh, David Dice down in uh, South Mississippi has donated a uh, full turkey mount to a youth. You know, and all you got to do is post a youth picture on the one of the posts on the page, and we're going to do a drawing. You know, not the perfect picture. We're going to draw by names. Everybody's name that posts is one by. By the legal shooting hours today, with the youth in it, it's got a chance to win a full amount. So you know stuff like that, and that's that's what really makes it, you know, makes it everybody interested in it, and you know, just being positive. Wow. I mean, that's that's a huge value. I mean, of, yeah, because I, I didn't know what a turkey cost to get mounted till I got my Osceola mounted a couple of years back, and <laughs> man, I I graduated with the the guy that mounted the turkey for me, and he is one of the best in the turkey business, and man. He about freaked me out when I had to write that check for what for what it cost to mount a turkey. Yeah, I've got two mounted. Yeah, that's really expensive. But you know, to a kid, there's, there's nothing that he would you know treasure most, and it, it it'll mean something for, from the group, you know. So and also help oh, that yeah. name out as well. So you know, and that's we're also going. Well, I haven't announced it yet on the page, but we're going to do one for an, an adult too. So I hadn't figured out how I'm going to do that because I'm sure there'll be several killed this year that's on the page so but, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think so so but yeah we um uh, you know as far as turkeys here in mississippi I, I i guess i've seen more this year for you know adult two-year-olds two than i have in a long time you know I, we had a good hatch a couple of years back and man it's this it's gonna be this year it's gonna be really good you know and the weather's gonna be right early Supposed to be in the 70s this weekend. Should be great. So, Lord, Jamie, let me ask you this: because on a personal level, you full time, you are a highway patrolman, correct? Yes, sir. I've been a state trooper for going on 11 years now. Uh, I work on a uh, specialized unit. I work on a, a criminal interdiction unit, strictly assigned to the interstate. You know, I, I have a K9. I've been a K9 handler for eight years. You know, and. Uh, I relate it. People think I'm crazy sometimes, but you know, I relate it to hunting. You know, because when you're hunting a smuggler, it's a different type of person than somebody that's speeding down the road. You know, so it, it, it's a uh, yeah. I know. I'm like, man, you know, I'm like yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. it, it's not your normal people. You know, and I guess you know, and it's just it's just a challenge to me, just like turkey hunting. You know, I mean, it's it's some of these turkeys can be extremely challenging, and some of these you know these people that we look for on the interstate are challenging too but it's also rewarding you know take something off the drug off the streets you know a major you know a major load of dope i've been involved in several big seizures my biggest one was 1200 pounds in 2010 but uh, you know it, yeah i took eight pounds of heroin off the streets you know a couple couple years ago and i'm not one to toot my own horn but i'm one that tries to make a difference you know I, you know this my, my motto is every day i go to work I'm either going to try to help somebody that's got a flat or broke down on the road, or I'm going to try to put somebody in jail that needs to go. You know, and that's just how I live. And that's my, that's what I do for a living. I really enjoy it. It's a great job. You know, it's it, it's very rewarding. You know, it's, it, you know, it's long hours. So, you know, and, I, and it's funny because my boss, you know, I, I'm, I, he knows how big of a turkey hunter I am. 
but what I do, I build up my time all during the year. You know, I build up a lot of vacation time and, and leave time, and, and I take it during turkey season. So, <laughs> so I'm actually off for the next couple of weeks, which is, is pretty good if you, you know, you like to turkey hunt as much as I do. So, <laughs> so they, autom- they automatically know you're going to be off first couple of weeks. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. Jamie, listen before. Hey, before we leave Mississippi turkey owners, I got to ask you one question because you created a phenomenon last year. It was unbelievable. I still laugh about it every time I meet one in the road, just because of what you started. You were talking about uh, on the Mississippi turkey owners board. You were talking about a white Ford Ranger. And I know that you, <laughs> and, and it seems like everybody on the board that saw a white Ford Ranger somewhere took a picture of it and put it up on the board. It was yeah, crazy. I, I, yeah, you know, that that ended up, I don't know if you, you know what happened with that, but there was a guy that posted a picture of the white Ford Ranger hunting at a place that, that, that he hunted. And he said, I got a poacher here. I got the game warden on the way. And, uh, Long story short, the game warden shows up, and the guy comes out, and the and the, um, the the game warden, you know, the guys actually got permission to hunt the property, and the guy that was going didn't know it, and it ended up being a big phenomenon, and everybody's like, you know, this Ford Ranger is, uh, you know, this Ford Ranger is everywhere. They take pictures of it, stuff. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know if you saw the picture I posted. I got a buddy that's got a Ford Ranger, so I killed a turkey, and I went and put him on the roof of the Ford Ranger and took a picture with him and posted it on the page. <laughs> That y'all probably seen is cobbler. You know, we don't. You see yeah. cobbler. You know, not gobbler, cobbler. Well, and that this is it's an ongoing thing. You know, one of the admins okay at England on the page. He made a post one time and he was talking about a gobbler and spell check put it as a cobbler. Well, we all clowned him for a while. Oh, cobbler, cobbler. You know, and that's that's where that comes from. Everybody's like, man, what are y'all talking about? The new guys. You so know. that's how that got started. Yeah. I saw something. I'm pretty sure in the last 24 hours. I know it's been this week anyway on there of. A, a picture that said we only have, what did it say what, no turkeys only cobblers or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you you'll see people post post pictures of peach cobbler and strawberry cobbler and all that. It's yeah, but that's you know that's what it was. And it was just a misspelled on the word. You know, it, you know, a good laugh's good for the soul. You know, if you've been there a while, you know what it is. Just like that Ford Ranger. You know, we we finally had to calm the Ford Ranger down because I think I had a picture of every Ford Ranger in Mississippi. You know, both. <laughs> Everybody on that board was taking pictures of Ford Rangers and posting them up. And yeah, did you man, see you know it. Did yeah. you see it, Josh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember all the Ford Ranger stuff. That was it was hilarious. I mean, I really think there was probably people that had Ford Rangers that that, that were probably scared to go out in public by the time it was over because they were. Well, they well were, it was probably. Probably thinking, man, everywhere I go, people are stopping taking pictures of me. <laughs> well, you know, the, yeah, what was yeah. funny about that? What, what was funny about that Ford Ranger? It had a Browning sticker on the back of it. One was pink, and one was brown. And uh, whenever my buddy has uh, got a white Ford Ranger, I cropped that uh, Browning sticker out of his picture and put the stickers on the back of the Ford Ranger that I took a picture with. So it looked like the Ford Ranger that was in the picture from the beginning. So it was. It was <laughs> I'm sure something will, you know. uh, (laughs) You know, at the uh, peak of that thing, Jamie, you could have sold three or four white Ford Ranger shirts. I mean. Oh, I can't see. (laughs) The peak of that was going (laughs) Well, we we, we got a shirt coming out that we haven't released yet. It's pretty funny, too, and it's got a Jake on it, and it says, Jake Lives Matter. So it's uh, going to be pretty good, too. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, look, Ford Ranger, look, Ford, it's. They 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 still 
I've heard of the talks of starting to make the Ford Ranger again for the simple reason of of what happened last year on Mississippi <laughs> Turkey Hunter. <laughs> You, you, you know, you know. One time, one one day last year, I'd stopped the Ford Ranger for speeding, and it was white. And I took a picture of it, and I said, you know, and I said, man, I said I ought to post this on on there and on the page with me behind it with my trooper truck. I said, but I hate to get in trouble, so I didn't do it. But it, it, my, the thought crossed my mind. I, I sent it to a couple of my buddies. I said, yeah, I got this Ford Ranger stop now. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, look, before we get back into turkey hunting. I, I saw that you were at the NWTF now, and I saw that you, you got a, a picture with a, a, a good friend, Mr. Mr. Cuz Strickland, Mr. Ronnie Cuz Strickland. I did. I uh, I got to meet him and Mr. Toxie, and uh, you know they're they're avid supporters of law enforcement. You know they've got a, a new program called Leaps going on, and I uh, got to talk to him about that. You know, and they just you know so appreciative of, of law enforcement. And you know, I'd never met him before, but I always heard things you know about him. How good of a guy he was. You know, we had a long, long con- you know conversation there. I visited with him for for a long time, and you know he was a really nice guy. You know, and just real appreciative. You know, just uh, you know he. You know, if 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 you were the medium and you didn't know who he was, you would think he was just another guy. You know, I mean, he don't. That's just man. It was yeah. It was just something I, I and I told him. I said, man, I got to get a picture with you. Yes, sir. You know, he was just as nice. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I tell you what, uh, y'all don't get thanked enough for what y'all have to do every day. Uh, from highway patrolman all the way to a, to me a game warden. I mean, all the way down to a, a city cop. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying that in a demeaning way, but right, right, you know, right. You, usually, a highway patrol and a a, a game warden. You're going to deal with somebody that has a gun with them all the time, and That's it's right. a very right. it's a very dangerous job in what you do because every situation has got to be different when you walk up to a a car. You never know what it's going to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and doing what I do on the interstate, we deal with some really high-profile guys. You know, and but m- most of the time we're dealing with the mules. But you never know if somebody is following them, which happens a lot with, with the, in, the, in the smuggling business. You know, so it is. You know, and I, and it's, but you know, things have gotten better for us over, you know, over the last few months. I mean, it it, it got bad there for a time, and you know, I. Before I did this, I, I worked in the oil field for 10 years. I, I, I worked overseas, and I, I worked in Africa, you know, and I was a subsea engineer for on a deep-water drilling rig, and uh, I did that for a long time, you know. And I finally said, you know, my dad's been in the oil field for 45 years, and I said, you know, I'm going I'm to do something where I'm home instead of gone half the time, you know, because i got a 7-year-old little boy who's my, who's my world, you know, and they, me and him, you know, he... He don't know if he wants to go hunting tomorrow because it's cold, you know. So I don't push him. But but anyway, but I'm home every night with him, you know. So it it, it you know it's and and being in law enforcement, you you can make a positive influence, you know, on people too. I try to go and talk to kids and stuff at school a lot, you know, and 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 I visit with you know with shelters and stuff like that because you know I mean it's try, you try to t- try to you know try to take something and make do something positive with it, you know. That's what I do. Well, I mean, when you're wearing that uniform, there's a level of respect that a regular person like me or Josh wouldn't get, and more people are more apt to listen to what you have to say yeah, um, yeah. for simply you know, I, being what you are. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I've, uh, you know, and it, it come, going back to the turkey page, you know, there's a ton of uh, law enforcement on it. I, last I counted, there was 27 game wardens on it, and a lot of the troopers I work with are on it and stuff, you know, and you know, and you know, and and, and you know, I've seen one of the troopers that I work with this morning posted a video. Of his son killed his first turkey, man. You know, and that's you know, that's 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 good stuff. So, you know, and it's uh, it's rewarding. You know, it's it's got its ups and its downs, just like anything else. You know. It, it's hard, you know. Every time I go to, if I go to Walmart, I run into somebody, you know, and and they, you know, there's more appreciative people in the world now, you know, for law enforcement than than a negative. But the, the, the good outweighs the bad, which is, you know, which is is, is a blessing in, in itself, you know. But you always got to, you know, you always got the evil out there. You have to look out for. Good grief, <clears throat> boy! They glamorize the the ones that hate y'all on TV. Good grief. Man. 
But uh, we could go on that for all day. But anyway, (laughs) hey, look, I want to talk. I want to ask y'all this because this is early season for turkeys. You know, a lot of guys that are getting into the game or just got into it in the past couple of years. I want to ask y'all's expertise on this. One of the questions that I hear or see a lot is turkeys in the early season, gobblers are hinned up. How do you kill a hinned up gobbler? Mm, uh, um. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking back on ways that it, you know, that that, that it's happened and where I've where I've done it. Um, if I can, and, and of course it, it this depends completely on the situation, but if I can, um. Yeah, I'll put it this way. If I know he's got the hens, if I went out this afternoon and I and I I watched them roost, I watched them go to where where I know they're going to be in the morning, and I know that he's got a bunch of hens. With him. Sometimes you don't know he's got hens with him until you get in there. But if I know he's got a bunch of hens with him, um, you know, I I kind of I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I I like to get close. I like to get pretty close to turkey on limb. If he's got hens, I like to get even closer. Really really almost too close for comfort. And it's hard to do if there's a lot of turkeys in there. Um, but, and the reason I say that is because uh, if you're one hen sitting 150 yards from him and yelping, he might and probably will answer you. But those hens are not going to let him stretch out and come over there most of, the, I mean, most of the time. Now, sometimes, yeah, there's there's all kinds of different scenarios. Um, I like to get close to him right off a of limb, Rocky. Um, other than that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait him out. I'm gonna I mean by nine or ten o'clock if I can, you know, you know until nine or ten o'clock. At some point, he's gonna end up by himself. He's gonna end up either doing his own thing, or the hens are gonna go sit on a nest, or they're gonna go do something. He's gonna be by himself, and he's gonna be very very out to 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 coming to you, especially if he's been answering you uh, that morning. He knows you're there. Uh, just a little bit of patience goes a long, long way, but but I like to get close to them. Um, and I mean, now look, that that you know that, that's hard to do in a lot of situations early in the year. That's hard to do because there's not many leaves on the trees, and and uh, we are, I say, kind of lucky that it's rained in the last couple of days because it won't be too loud walking around in the woods in the morning. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I like to get close to them. Yeah, um, same with me, Rocky. You know, if you can get in between. The hens and the gobbler—that's that—that's your best, you know. To me, that's I've had the best success with that because it, it, you know, it's uh, those hens are hard to compete with. You know, if if a gobbler can see a hen and, and you know if he sees one, he's gonna go to that one other than here and this one. But if you can get in between them, you know, uh, you know, you 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 can have a better chance. And also, I, I you know, I've had success with a half strut Jake decoy and a hen, you know, especially if it's a dominant turkey. Yeah, I've had them leave the flock to go to run that turkey off, you know, try to jump on that turkey and, and, and kill him, you know. But but you don't want to have a full fan decoy out there and he not be the dominant bird, then you, you like to run him off, you know. So, But, you know, I've all, I've, I've said it years, I believe just like Josh said, the uh, key to killing turkeys is patience. You know, it's, uh, man, it, you know, if you can wait him out, that those hens are going to go off and nest, or you know, or whatever they do, and he's going to be done done bred them. He's going to be looking for more because it's just that time of year, you know. So if you can't get in between them, I would say patience. You know, if he hears you, he's going to come back and look for you. It may be nine, ten, eleven o'clock, you know, but but he'll definitely come back if if you got the patience to wait on him. So, yeah, and uh, I and, and to comment on that too, um, you know, Rocky talking about that is a lot of times, especially, I mean. It can obviously happen at any point in the season, but especially early in the year, a lot of turkeys are still bunched up. There may be one or even two in a bunch doing a lot of gobbling, but there's very likely another one or two that that are that are close, and but that have probably had their butt whooped and not going to say much. But if they if if they too can hear you, they might not say a word. I've had that happen. I don't know how many times? Be set up looking this direction, calling to this turkey, and he ended up having hens with me go the other way. And, you know, by, by 8, 8.30, another turkey has walked up there 
completely quiet. You know, all you hear is him drumming. And you know, he, most of the time he ends up behind you, which is never a fun situation. <laughs> but, but that I mean, and that that happens too, you know. And that, um, that, and that's also the turkey that a lot of people will. I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't done it. I've done it more times than I care to count. That'll be the turkey you end up screwing up on too, because you'll say, "Well, that turkey went on with the end. I'm leaving," and you get up to walk off, and there's one, you know, standing to your left or right, you know, over there, 75 yards that that you never knew existed, uh, where, you know, a little bit of patience. It's like I was talking about in that video last week, you know, Rocky. I give them, when I sit down on turkey in the morning, I'm giving him till 9 o'clock. By that time, I've either seen him or I've got a real good idea of what's what's happening, um, which way he went, you know, if he's going somewhere I can get to him or or if he, uh, you know, if he's coming toward me. That's just kind of, you know, like I was talking about in that video, that's just kind of my, my rule of thumb. <clears throat> that's some that, that that's really good. I I I want to expand on that a little bit. I want to ask y'all this, and I'll let one of you answer one of it. One of you, the other one, answer the answer. The, it's just two part question. Let's 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 walk through a day of a gobbler, okay? From from daybreak until sunset. But there's two there's two types of gobblers out there. You you've got your What's the word? A two-year-old is not the dominant bird. He is the, what's the word? He's just a, what, he's, heard the, Troy. he's the fun one. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know, but I, no, I mean, I've heard Troy. No, I know. That's right. No, I, 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 know, I know what you mean, though. He, he, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's just not the dominant turkey. I mean, I've heard Troy say it a ton of times. He, they're, they're, they're called a specific type of gobbler that a lot of people have just used that word as a reference. But let I want to do this. Look, where people can understand a little bit, kind of looking through the turkey's eyes, from daylight to sunset, let's take a dominant bird first, and let's take a two, two or three-year-old that's not the dominant gobbler. What is their day like? I think that if we can put that into people's minds, they can understand turkeys a little bit better and make them a little bit easier to hunt. So I don't know which one of you wants to take the dominant bird. I don't know which one of you wants to take the the other one. But I, I'm serious. I, I think that if you if if young turkey hunters would understand how turkeys work, you know they'll have a lot better luck in the woods. I mean, wouldn't y'all agree? Yeah, I. I... I'll uh, I'll say I'll I'll say this on the dominant bird, uh, Rocky. You know when a turkey gobbles, you know nine times out of ten he's expecting the hens to come to him. You know, I had a turkey I hunted for a long time. He'd fly out in the middle of a forty-acre field and just gobble and gobble, and the hens would come to him. And he was a four-year-old bird. Ended up killing him by putting a blind in the field. But you know, where a dominant bird, in my opinion is, you know, he he's not going to gobble as much. You know, he's going to know where the hens are. The hens are going to come to him. Where a two-year-old, my opinion is, he's going to gobble a lot more and look for the hen, you know. Uh, but, 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 but uh, hey, let me throw this in there. Let me ask you this, Jamie. When that dominant bird gobbles, he will shut the freaking woods down, will he not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a different type of gobble. You know, to I, I, you know, he'll he'll be a deeper, he'll be a serious, or he'll be looking for a turkey. He will have the same gobble every time. You know, I, I, I've noticed this. I've got one bird I've hunted for a long time, never did kill him, and his gobble would be different. But he didn't gobble very much, you know. Uh, but he, you know, a dominant bird's not going. Dominant bird's going to be a lot harder to kill than a two-year-old because he's just, you know, if he he, he gobbles in the roost, gobble on the roost two or three times, fly down, may gobble once or twice, then he's going to be he's going to have hands with him, you know. Or a two-year-old may be gobbling his head off, you know, and, and, but and, still and, how, and, and how many days do people run into that, though? They said, man, I heard him on the limb. I heard him on the limb, and he hit the ground and gobbled a couple of times. He was gone. Yeah, well, a lot. Um, you know, I'll say this, you know, talking about, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll both both get on both sides of this, but, but on, on the dominant turkey, you know, last year, uh, you know, in a certain area, uh, my wife and I knew that there was there was four longbeards running together um, before season. We knew that we knew what area they were in, and and anyway, so second third day of season, we went in there right where we knew where where they were. And beautiful day. I mean, I mean, it was as good a morning as you could 
you could picture in one turkey gobble. And both of us sitting there going, well, dang, you know, that's just kind of kind of odd, whatever. But anyway, we went, set up on that turkey, and uh, the turkey ended up coming right to us off a limb. And so it was kind of uh, it was kind of weird. He, he didn't gobble a whole lot, but he flew out, didn't have any hens with him. And, and Katie and I both thinking, well, it's two-year-old, you know, whatever, that's fine. Even though he ain't gobbled a whole lot, just he was by himself. Um, and he was the only turkey in there gobbling, which... Anyway, I was having all kind of conflicting thoughts. Long story short, we killed a turkey. Katie didn't have a shot, and I, I shot the turkey before he walked off. He ended up being a four-year-old turkey, big turkey, um, you know, inch and a quarter spurs, and you know, he was a 22-and-a-half-pound turkey. I mean, he was a man. But anyway, the thing about it was the next morning, my father-in-law went in there and heard the other three. They were all right there. And look, he was he was he literally started uh, the next morning at the tree where I killed that one the day before, and and within within earshot. Heard all three of them other turkeys. You know that one that I killed. He just had them all shut up in there. Now where the hens were that particular morning, um, I don't know. You know that that kind of threw me off a little bit. That had me thinking he was a two year old, but uh, but I mean he he had them shut down. And uh, and I mean it literally the next morning, twenty four hours later, those other three, you know at daylight, they didn't hear him. You know, and they they felt safe and confident enough to. To you know, to let all the other turkeys know that they were still there, and they went to gobble. Um, so, yeah, dominant turkey will definitely shut the woods down. Um, well, let me ask you this: when when you have a dominant turkey on your place, ask both of y'all this: how far will the two-year-olds, the younger turkeys, the younger gobblers, where will they be? I, I know it's different in every situation; every day is different. But usually how far, because turkeys all usually stay pretty close together, how far will those other gobblers be? I'm out. I've seen them be, be in, the, in the tree with him. Um, I mean, I, I've seen that, you know, be, clo- be close enough to put it this way, you know, the edge of a field where, tur- you know, when they fly off a limb, they, they light in the field, and it'd be one turkey out there gobbling, but when turkeys start flying down, be one or two other gobblers fly down in the field with him. You know, they were there the whole time. They were right there with him, and they never said a word. Um, and, you know, that's because, you know, uh, within the last few days, <laughs> they most likely said something, and they got their butt whooped for it. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, that's just how it is. So, you know, um, I, they're usually close, you know, but, I mean, close can be within 500 yards. I'm not talking about within eyesight, you know, but... um but yeah, I mean, it. it I don't know. It's, it's different. Um, you know, I've killed. I've killed two-year-olds. That my gosh, I mean, it. You know, you go in there one morning and they're there, and the next morning, you know, it. They'd be. A, it seems like a mile away. I mean, they cover some ground, but they're really, really and truly, they're not going to be. They're not going to be too far most of the time. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them. You know, in the same tree with a turkey. You know, and it, and also depends on how many flocks of turkeys you got on the place. You know, but but if you got one big flock on a the place, they're going to be pretty close to the dominant gobbler. You 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 may not never know it because they won't say nothing. You know, and that's right. And, and I and I and I and I've seen it. I've seen them. You know, I've watched turkeys out in the field before, and I've seen them. You know, I I, I assume was the dominant gobbler strutting about 150, 200 yards out in the field with the men, and five jakes come in there and jump on him. You know, five jakes. You know, and, you know. I mean, it's it's it, it's different though. You know, it's uh, but all those two year olds are gonna know which one that dominant bird is. You know, if you you can see them out in the field, you know, observing, and and maybe you know ten or fifteen hens and a, and a couple of other strutters, a two year old, and that big turkey come out of the woods. Them other ones, they're they gonna they're gonna get back. You know, they. They don't want no more puncture holes in them. So, and it's just like a deer, you know, <laughs> if a dominant. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. And a bank sure better run if a white Ford Ranger pulls in the field. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just like a dominant deer, you know, same thing with a dominant deer. If a dominant deer comes in the field, you know, the, the younger bucks are going to run, just like turkeys. It's similar. Yeah. Oh, they're they're going to acknowledge him. Um, you know, he's and he's going to be one of the harder turkeys to kill. Uh, and, you know, he's going to stay close to those hens, you know, usually. Um, yeah. He's not going to stretch out as far usually during the day. He's not going to travel as much. He don't have to. He's got what he needs. Um, whereas, you know, like I said, a two-year-old will 
uh, they'll do things you never thought a turkey would do to get to you sometimes. Oh, but that's just the, 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 the yeah. The biggest turkey I ever killed had an inch and a half spurs, and uh, I ended up calling the hens up that he was with. You know, I'd mock, mock the hen. Whatever she did, I would do. And she, and she ended up coming to me, and he was following her, and then I ended up killing him. I hunted this turkey for three years. That's one of my Good favorite. Grief. One of my favorite things to do. You make a make a hen mad. If you get her to come, then you pretty well <laughs> you go you going you gonna get a fun show because a mad yeah, hen. Oh, they get they are fun. I, I mean, and, and serious, I mean, yeah, I love to hear a turkey gobble, but I love to hear a hen and see a hen get fired up. Cause, man, it is fun. Yeah, we well, yeah, we yeah, you know, and hens are the same way. You have a you have a boss hen too. You know, uh, you know, the new hen comes in, she wants to know where she come from. You know, I, you know, go check her out. You can get, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I've killed a lot of turkeys that same way too. You start mocking that hen, whatever she does, you do. You know, same sound. She cuts, you cut. You, you she yelp, you yelp. You she purr, you purr. You know, and she'll come to you trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. A lot of times she'll bring a, a gobbler in with her. And I've had that happen several times. Well, look, look, let's let's. Go back to the original question because we answered it in parts. But let's take the typical day for a gobbler. Gobble, he, let's start in the morning. His day's breaking. He's he's gobbling, and there's a just like he said earlier, Jamie. There's a reason that he is gobbling. He's gobbling because he's letting his hens know where he is. Yeah. But yeah. let let's walk through. Let's walk through that day. What? It's a normal day. Just. The average turkey hunting day, clear, um, sixty-five, seventy degrees. Let's let's walk through a normal day for a gobbler. All right. Well, he's in, in the mornings. You know, he's when it starts breaking daylight, birds start chirping. He's gonna he's gonna gobble. Let his hens know where he's at. You know, crow fly there. He's gonna gobble. Something may shot gobbling. You know, he may gobble. He's gonna sit there. Till, till good and daybreak, he's not gonna fly down until he can see. And you know they're always they'll always fly down in an opening if they can see around, because uh, you know they're they're very very conscious of varmints. So he's either gonna fly out in a field or opening in the woods, and then he's gonna uh, you know he's gonna gobble and strut, you know, and going strut zone, and I call it. You know, he, the hens are gonna normally come to him. You know, every time he hens is in the flock, he'll he'll breed, you know, hens, you know, two or three hens. They'll go off. You know, he'll have a few more. He'll he'll peck or eat around, and he'll he'll go back to goblin. He'll breed a couple more hens. Then those hens maybe go off to nest. Then he's gonna peck around, you know, scratch around, eat. Then he's gonna be looking for some other hens, you know, by midday. Uh, but let me ask you this: Let me in, in y'all's experience. Where do those hens go? Like, like I said, normal situation. Where do those? I mean, I know they're they're going, especially if they've gotten bred. They're going to make nests, sit on nest, whatever it may be. But that is the best time. You know, everybody won't. It's, it's kind of like duck hunting. Everybody rushes to get out to the duck woods before daylight, and some of the best hunting. Is actually starting about nine o'clock. You know, especially if you're hunting flooded timber for duck hunting, and it's the same way in turkey turkey hunting. Some of the best hunting and the easiest turkeys to kill are after nine o'clock. Am I right? If, if yeah. Oh yeah. I was just uh, I was just telling somebody that last night um, that I mean literally you know, I've looked I've looked back through years of of you know journals I keep and everything and. Almost 80% of the turkeys that I've killed, just just shy of 80% of them that I've killed in my life, I've killed after nine o'clock. Um, I mean, yeah, I love being out there at daylight, and and there's definitely been times I kill them at daylight. But uh, you know, if if even, I mean, it's hard not to go. You know, it's hard to sleep in on a beautiful morning and get out there. But 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 in all in all seriousness, I mean, I've killed way more turkeys. Um, you know, after nine than I have before. Um and, and, and it's usually because a lot of turkeys, um, you know, they're they're hinned up and they've got their routine and they're you know, but then by eight thirty, nine o'clock, 
you know, they start uh they they start they start looking, they start they may not be traveling yet, but they're willing to travel. Uh, you know, at 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 the sound of another hen. And um I, I mean that's my that's my that's my favorite time of day, uh, to, to kill one anyway. Um I'm not gonna say that I've never complained about killing one right off a limb, but 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 it it, it happens fewer times than, than than killing one, you know, mid morning. I, yeah, I mean I, I think that, you know, I, I think that's the thing I, that everybody says is you know, they want to be out. Look, don't get me wrong. I want to be out there hearing them gobble at daylight too. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't go out there until nine o'clock because look, turkeys live in the woods 24/7. They, they just like you said, they have a routine that they go through every day. But you know, killing that nine o'clock bird is a lot easier. And a lot, what I'm saying, get, trying to get at, I guess, is that people will hunt to what eight, eight thirty, and they and they give up. They get yeah, or, dudes, or whatever they may have. That's right. I mean, yeah, there's all kind of different circumstances where you know you may not be able to hunt till ten o'clock. But if you have that opportunity, if if you are able to do it, um, I mean, absolutely, get out there at daylight. I mean, like I said, but if he doesn't come to you. You know, if if one he's answered you, he he's gonna come look for you. I mean, if if he liked what you were saying, even if he had hands, if he liked enough to, to answer you, he's gonna come looking for you. Or yeah. you know, two, you can come up. Either you're gonna see him. He may be going the other way, but you're gonna see him, or you're gonna hear him again, and you're gonna be able to piece together what you need to do to catch him, and you know, to catch up with him in an hour or in two hours. When he when he gets by himself, or whether you know, if you think he's headed somewhere, you can get in front of him. Whatever the case may be, you know, that's the importance of being out there early. But but yeah. Um, yeah. go ahead. I, I'll say this too about early in the morning too. You know, especially like it is here now, in Mississippi with all this greenery and stuff. This is what gets a lot of people. You know, you can hear a turkey a lot further up in a tree than you can on the ground. You know, you know to hear a turkey on the ground. You know, if he's not in the field that you don't have access to, say you got woods, you know, and, unless you're within a pretty good close distance to him, you're not going to hear him. Where if you're there early in the morning, you're going to hear him up in that tree, and 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 that gets a lot, that gets a lot of people. You know, oh, I go midday, I don't hear nothing. You know, well, you're not close enough because they're, they're still going to be gobbling and strutting. You just don't hear them. You know, and that, yeah, and that, oh, and that's that, right. That gets a lot of people. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, you know the. The greenery can screw you up too, um, because you can, uh, you know, you, you can hear a turkey and and think, well, man, he's a long way off, but you know, in, in reality, close, he's, he's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but 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 that's the truth. You know, a lot of people will, will, and a lot of people will look at it the other way too. They'll go out there and and uh, you know, hear one in a tree and say, but dang, he he's too far. I'm not fooling with him. But I mean, you know, just but that that comes into to know in your property the best of your ability you know he may sound like he's a long way off but if you put boots on the ground you know you're gonna know well really the only thing between you and him is you know just one ridge or or whatever it may be um you know you can you can cover some ground but i, I agree with that completely that, that you know people don't realize uh, i mean even a turkey at, at less than 100 yards on the ground that's a completely different volume than it is a hundred yards up and you know hundred yards from it he's up in the tree well all right real quick so the two-year-olds all right let's say the dominant birds hit the ground the two-year-olds are kind of going to stay a little bit back off of it right i mean they're they're going to stay with the pack but they're going to kind of stay a little bit away from him because they don't want to get their butt whipped right well i mean what are they doing um you know, once once everybody's hit the ground. Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Some mornings they're gonna hang out, and for sure they're just gonna hang out. They might even strut, um, but then they're probably not gonna say much, and they're probably not gonna be right in the middle of all the hens. But then again, um, you know, there's times when you know a two-year-old don't shut up until you shoot him because they just they they you know, they hit the ground and they gobble and gobble and gobble and gobble. Um, so, you know, I, you know, that one, that one differs for me day to day more than, more than a dominant turkey. Um, because, 
you know, if there's two-year-olds in the vicinity of a dominant turkey, they're probably not going to gobble much. But if they're, or if they're, you know, maybe even if they are, but they've made up their mind when they hit the ground, they're going the other way, you know, away from him, and, and they're going to be really, really vocal because they're looking for the next bunch of turkeys. Yep, I agree with that. Yep. They, um, the two-year-olds, they, yeah, that, they're going to be looking for them hens that that's not with the, the the flock. You know, they're going to be looking for a hen off to itself. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to try to breed a hen in front of that other gobbler because he'll come jump on them. So, but they'll be in the vicinity, but they'll be looking for a hen that's off, that's left the flock, you know. And, you know, that, that, that's what gets a lot you, of them killed. Let me ask y'all this, because I'm the dummy in this situation. I, I'm trying to gain knowledge from the two of the smartest guys in the state when it comes to turkey hunting. Um, But how do, how do two-year-olds usually react to a strutter? I've a, seen strutter, a, str- a strutter decoy, I'm sorry. I've seen it go really good, and I've seen it go really bad. Um, I'll put it this way. When there's multiple, and there's, I mean, and I'm not talking about four or five, even when it's just two of them, um, usually they're more than willing to come in there and beat the crap out of them. They feel like, you know, there's power in numbers. <laughs> um, but you know, I've seen them... I've seen them walk away from it. I've seen them really, really take their time and and slowly ease up to it. Uh, that's why I know, you know Jamie. You mentioned you, you use a Jake strutter. I'm the same way. I love I love a Jake decoy. Um, a Jake decoy with a with, with a with a you know really red head. Uh, that's the safe play on the side of decoys um, because even a two year old turkey. A uh, two-year-old longbeard will generally feel feel like the bigger turkey and be willing to come in there and, and, and jump on that Jake, uh, or even just come in there and you know strut his way in there and 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 try to you know stay in his dominance that way. Um, now the the strutter decoy deal that's kind of a my brother and I myself are on the phone for close to an hour this morning. He's trying to decide whether or not he's going to take a strutter in the morning because he's you know, there's several there's several turkeys in there and. And the way that they, anyway, there, there's a little creek there, and it's got out, so he don't really know where they're going to be roosted, and he don't know for sure whether or not he can go get close to the to the dominant turkey. So he's he's leery of putting a strutter out because he might end up closer to one of the you know one of two year olds, and if they fly down and see a strutter, sometimes they go the other way. Uh, so anyway, we <laughs> we had a long conversation about that uh, just a little while ago, and ended up landing on the you know. If you're gonna go in there and use a use a decoy, uh, you know, use a Jake. Uh, that's that's the safe play uh, in 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 my book. Um, I, I don't know. That's just the way that I. I mean, I've killed them with strutters. I've killed two year olds over over strutting decoys. Um, but generally speaking, I'm gonna use a Jake. I use a uh, I use a half strutting uh, Dave Smith decoy. Is what I use half you know the half strut Jake. And I've got a I've got a breeding hen, and I put in front of her, and I've I've man, it's been numerous turkeys. I mean, two year olds, three year olds, you know, that I, we've killed over that. Uh, I remember me and a trooper uh, guy graduated patrol school hunting together about three years ago, and we had that, that half strutter and a hen out on a pipeline, and these four two year olds come out about three hundred yards from it, and and man, they they give that old one eye, you know how them turkeys they give you a little one eye whenever they see it. And they look like Ray Lewis running up that pipeline to jump on that that strutter. And, uh, we end up killing both of them. But that that's how you know. I, I, me personally, I never use a uh, a full fan or strutter. You know, a full full strut. I, I like a half strut. So it, you know, it don't. It looks like a less dominant bird in there. And I I just had no success with that. I've had a full strutter that 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 scared birds off before. You know, and I was like, man, I just. This from what my experience, you know, and I'm sure if you if a real dominant bird sees it, he'll come in there. But you know, I just I, it's to me, I, I like the half strutter. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Even when I've used a decoy that was you know made in a full strut manner, I I, I position the fan in a half strut you know type way. Um, just right. just because of that. Um, you know, I like I, I like that um, because it, I mean it just I don't know, trial and error. But um, but you know, there's certain 
I don't know. Like I said, look, there's certain turkeys that, you know, they're just mad and they feel like fighting. Same way with deer. You know, there's some of them, they just walk around with attitude. You know, they don't care how big you are. But generally speaking, I I like to use a jake because of because of that. Well, look, I want to ask y'all this. We're running short on time. I want to ask y'all this before we go. The, the new craze for the past couple of years has been the, the, the fanning. Have I want to ask you, either one of y'all tried that? I uh, I've been I've been to Nebraska the last two years, and uh, the, you know the first time I'd ever seen it done. You know we was up in Nebraska two years ago, and we seen this turkey strutting on the side of this hill, and we drove around to the other side of the hill, and he said, "All right." And uh, long story short, he got this fan out, and we walked up the side of this hill, and he stuck the fan up over his head, and the turkey looked at it, and I was like, "Man, what are you doing?" He said, "Oh, he's coming." And we got down on the ground, and the turkey come literally come running to us. You know, and uh, man, it, it blew my. Mind. I, I was like, man, if you do this in Mississippi, them Easterns would be in the next state. You know, but uh, to be honest, I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it beat all I'd ever seen because I've been, you know, I was like, man, this is. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we and we killed a bunch of turkeys like that, you know, up there. But down here, I haven't tried it down here. I'm, I'm, I'm leery about it with the Easterns, but you know, they say it works. You know, but I know for a fact it works in Nebraska. So. Uh, I don't know, but those turkeys up, up there were, were a different breeds than what they are down here. You know? so I, I haven't tried it here. You know, for, first of all, it's, I, I'm, you know, you, you never know about some of the people that you know that on the property maybe slipping in, you know, and you get shot. But but I, I don't. Oh know. yeah. I, I'm. Uh, yeah. No. I've, no. I've, I've, I've never. I've never tried it down here for that for that reason. Um. I just. It may be completely opposite of what I think, but I just, uh, I, I just in my mind, I see that going south pretty quick. <laughs> um, you know, I just, and look, and it may be, there's been times where I definitely, you know, have thought, you know, man, I, you know, it'd be a good time to try it or something, but uh, I have, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. It might, we might work great, um, but. I had I haven't done it either, Rocky. Not not down here. I haven't. Um, and that to me that goes right back to the to the full strut decoy versus a a half strut or a Jake decoy. Um, you know you, you just you just don't know you know what's going to happen. So matter of fact, I've I've thought about that and I've thought about if I can get a Jake fan, then I would probably try it. Um, you know if I could show a Jake fan in that you know in some type of manner. Uh, versus a, a big full fan, then then I'm, I'd probably be more willing to try that than I would, you know, a you know, full fan. You know, Rocky, I'm a, you know, Rocky, I'm a small guy. I'm only five five, so they may think I'm a Jake. I may need to try it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Let me ask y'all this. So you think? I mean, I, look, I know a Jake overall body size is a little bit smaller. You think that they can see? In that fan, uh, they they can tell that it's a Jake fan when you have it out. Just I mean, just by the the what is it the little loop in the top of the fan? Yeah, the three three tail feathers yeah. taller. Yeah, yeah, those I those three or four in the middle taller. Yeah. Um. Oh, a- absolutely. Um. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, that's a smaller turkey, but that's a that's a big focal point i mean that, that's really really what they're going they can key in on that because look i've seen some jakes that made me look twice because they were big turkeys um you know e- even in full strut but you know there's there's those three or four right there in the middle that are a few inches taller and you know that if that's obvious to me at two or three hundred yards across the field i know a turkey picks up on it yeah absolutely all right, guys. Well, we are down to a lot of great knowledge, a lot of wisdom in this this podcast today. But we are down to our final thoughts. And with it being Turkey Eve, I want to hear two of the smartest guys in the state what their final thoughts are with turkey season opening tomorrow. Jamie, we'll let you go first. Well, with it opening tomorrow, first thing, no matter how cold it is. What the weather's like? If you ain't in the woods, you ain't gonna kill them. You know, uh, I, I think they're gonna be. I think it's gonna be clear. It's gonna be cold, but I think they're gonna be on fire. You know, and uh, I hope everybody can get out and go. You know, 
be safe. Know your target before you shoot, and and good luck to all of you. I'm, I'm I'm the same. I'm the same way. Yeah, it's gonna be cold, but it's gonna be the first clear and pretty calm day we've had in, in a two or three day stretch here, and, and I'm really really looking looking for it to be be on fire in the woods in the morning. I'm I'm glad that I've got the opportunity to go because it it, it should be a a really really good morning. Um, you know, turkey wise. Uh, you know, the part of the state I'm in, it sounds like you too, Jamie. We've had great hatches the last few years, and turkey numbers are strong. Um, there's there there seems to especially be piles of two year olds. So um, you know, I look for the I look for the, uh, the the page, you know, the Facebook page to really be filling up uh, with, uh because it I think there's going to be a whole lot of turkeys killed. Um, it you know it'd be interesting. What is tomorrow's Wednesday, so we got a you know a five day stretch you know looking through the weekend and um yeah there's there's gonna be a lot of turkey picks put up <laughs> put up on that on that page uh in in the next in the next few days I guarantee yeah yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that As a matter of fact since we've been on the call the phone I had a big gobbler come out in the middle of this field where I'm at by itself with with like a sherwood Williams beard he was talking. <laughs> well, what, what, what's your what's your bull doing? Is he still hanging out? You know, I, he's probably got my camera turned back around down there by now. Cause I'm sure when I run him off, he probably comes back. <laughs> oh man! Mm, uh, well, well, make sure look to go up. a long way around him in the dark in the morning. And yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's one. That's one thing. That's one dang thing that I can't stand about hunting around cows. Is cows are some of the most curious animals in the world, and when and it seems like any time you try to go turkey hunt around them, they want to follow you around. Of course, they just think you have feed. But man, I have been in so many situations where where you know you think you get away, or or you think you're not even in the pasture still with some dang cows, and they will they will walk right up on you. Yeah, yeah they come up and knock your decoys over if they don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, uh, well, look, I'm going to leave this final thought with y'all. This It's not about turkey hunting. Um, <laughs> Jamie, I'm I'm in between moving from the Delta up to Oxford, Mississippi. And this is for whoever played this joke on me. I appreciate it. <laughs> not me. wasn't me. <laughs> it was not me. I cleared my but, name. But but I, I'm going to say that it's somebody that listens to this podcast. But anyway, I got to Oxford the other day, and my wife brought in the mail, and she had this disgruntled look on her face. And I'm like, Donna, what's wrong with you? She said, you, I've got the mail. I was like, okay. She said, do you want your mail? And I'm like, sure. And... <laughs> She 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 throws over a couple of magazines with to me, and Jamie, I'm gonna tell you, I'm six five, about two hundred and ninety pounds, so I'm I'm a big guy. <laughs> and 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 the first magazine that I look down at, it's Men's Health. I'm like, well, okay, somebody wants me to get in shape. And then I I flip over to the other one, and it's it's somebody has ordered me. Playboy magazine and send it to me. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, but <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was hilarious, and after about five minutes, my wife thought it was hilarious. But uh, somebody, this, that's a good trick. That's a good one. And, and when I find out who you are, I'll get you back. <laughs> And look, I can promise, I can speak directly to it. Rocky is well on the hunt of finding out who this is. He called more numbers and more places for subscription information yesterday than I have ever seen. I was with him for a few hours, and he was on the phone. Can you tell me who ordered? Can you tell me what card was used? Can you look? Whoever it is, he, he's going to find out. I'm telling you. So, but it so, wasn't me. So it's an ongoing investigation, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't been in the door. I walk in the door of the lodge yesterday and sit down, say hey to Roy Ann and the kids, and Rocky hadn't said a word to me. And he just he looks across the room and holds up Playboy. And he said, "Did you do this?" I said, "Do what?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> 
Let me get me rolled. Oh, look, don't get me rolled. I mean, it's, it is it is hilarious. I, I think oh, it is I, one I of the funniest gags ever pulled on me. But look, the return the return gag pulled on who, whenever I found out who it is. Oh man! Don't, man hey, you mess. Like you uh, yeah, like they mess with the king. I got. Yeah, they mess with the king of gags because I love a good trick. I love pulling tricks, and I'm gonna find out who it is, and I'm gonna pay you back because you called me a fat boy, and then you got my wife mad at me for five minutes. She's like, "Why are you sending Playboy to where our kids are?" <laughs> like we, we we did that to one of my buddies one time. We put a, he got a brand new truck. He was so proud of it. We slipped up under it and put a zip tie on the uh, drive shaft, so it sounded like it was tapping. So, <laughs> oh he, gosh! He, he took it back to the he took it back to the dealership and they put it on the rack and there was a zip tie and boy, it was hilarious. He, he accused me of doing it, but I thought him I don't know nothing about him. Hey, I tell you, if you ever want to get somebody, the best way to get them is uh, I found this out a few years ago at hunting camp. This guy pulled this this trick on me. So I'm sure you get it down there, but you, you know the the Trade Winds magazine, Jamie. Mm, yep, 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 yep. So I ran an ad for his most prized <laughs> rifle. And in the ad, I said, marriage separation, need to sell. It was like an $1,800 rifle. I listed it for like 700 bucks. Oh, after midnight, yeah. I mean, look, he probably got 700 calls about that rifle. And I said, don't ever mess with me again. Good time. So anyway, oh, yeah. But anyway, look, I want to say this. Without Joseph Presley at Four Corner Properties, none of this would be possible. We want to thank Joseph. If you're looking for a piece of recreational land, whether it be turkey, whether it be duck, whether it be deer, give Joseph a call. Tell him what you're looking for. I'm sure that he will put together a list of properties for you guys to go look at. Great guy to deal with. I've, I've used him a couple of times on a couple of real estate deals. Joseph Presley at Four Corner Properties. I want to thank you. And look, if any of you are looking for recreational property, give them a shout. 601-540-7240. So anyway, well, Jamie, hey, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, what a fun time and what a lot of knowledge given on this day before turkey season opens tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I I appreciate y'all having me, you know, and, you know, any of your listeners, you know, Mississippi Turkey Hunters on Facebook, you know, go check it out. It's a pretty active page. It's probably really get active tomorrow, and I, I appreciate y'all having me, and, you know, I hope y'all have a, a blessed and safe season, you know, and I'll, uh, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to a lot of dead turkeys the next week, so. Man, be a lot. We, it's we be really a appreciate it. Days. Yes, it is. Um, Jamie, we really appreciate it, and, and, and we really appreciate what you do to keep us all safe. Uh, I know you. I, I, I appreciate everything you do, all all of everything that law enforcement does. Uh, we really we really appreciate it. Thank you, you know, and, and and it's much appreciated. All right, guys. Well, look. Good luck to y'all tomorrow. For Jamie, for Josh, I'm Rocky. We want to thank you for joining this edition of the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.